Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. This is a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the leader of their life. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women that feature guest interviews as well as solo episodes with Maya. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the My Opinion Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now, in her opinion, here's your host, Maya Roffler. Hi, guys. Welcome back to My Opinion and Motivation Monday. I have another amazing guest today. Her name is Kim Troy. Kim, welcome to the show. Hi, Maya. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you. So guys, Kim is the founder and CEO of Civilis Consulting. Kim, tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah, so we help um, growing entrepreneur-led businesses get better at growing. Um, One of the things that I like to say is that we help the not very sexy companies become sexy. We help them find their competitive advantage and really build out their brand that puts them in a position to be able to attract customers as well as employees. So um, we work on culture initiatives. We work on, on marketing initiatives. We even help them recruit and, you know, and acquire and retain folks. Yeah. I love that. We were chatting before my listeners know this. I'd love to chat before I hit the record button. Yeah. Warm up a little bit. And we have so much, we have so much in common. This is really wild. I wasn't expecting that. I know it's weird, (laughs) but I love my guests because I always have these like connections, but I want to talk a little bit about what you were saying. Yeah. I loved what you said. You're like, we kind of deal with like the companies that don't feel so sexy. We make them a little sexy. I was like, Oh, I'm loving that Kim. That's awesome. But, um, because it's like, it's not always, you know, these are needed businesses, right? There's, there's so many different types of businesses that are needed. They're essential. Like we need people that like clean our gutters or take care of our yards or like kill our rodents and like, (laughs) like that, but it might not be so sexy to say, Hey, that's what I do for a living. But the other side of that, that you really focus on, I noticed, you know, on your website and things you were talking about is the culture. And Mm -hmm. it's not just showing your business, but also like building the culture internally. And it's a competitive market out there for people and getting people to come to work for you. So how do you help your clients and people with that. And I hope this is helpful for my listeners too, who are building their businesses or are in corporate America and want to improve their culture. Like what's some advice that you can give? Because this is something you really focus on a lot. Yeah. It's, it really, and it really is um, a sweet spot for us. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's certainly, it's, it's my background, uh, you know, I mean, and we, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in a little bit, but, um, but yeah, it's really um, something that we have, very deep experience in doing and understanding what it is to actually really have a culture. Um, So really one of the first things that we do, you know, we help our clients um, define their vision, mission, and values. That's, that's always where kind of where it starts. And, and I, I don't want to dismiss that, but, but I find that a lot of 
a lot of our clients or a lot of business owners, that's kind of where it ends. They, you know, it's like, okay, we've got our vision. We've got our mission. We know we want to, you know, we, we, you know, we, we value these five things. We've put them up, up on the wall. Um, and that's kind of where it ends. So we help take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that we work with, um, when we're working with our clients is we help them understand, especially when it's an entrepreneur-led business, we help them really understand why they have this business. And in many, you know, sometimes at the surface level, you'll get like, well, it's because what I was doing before, or I, it, you know, it's what my parents did or my dad did or whatever. And so now I'm doing it too. And so, so sometimes, you know, you, you kind of get that, but we dig deeper and deeper and deeper because we really need to understand what is it that's motivating that founder to get up every day and to do the very, very hard work that it is to start and to operate and to own a business. It is, I say it all the time, it is very hard to be a business owner, probably more so now than it's ever been. So yeah. we really need to understand at the core, why why was this business birthed? Why why is it here? Why does it exist? And that is always starts. It always starts with the founder, and so we really dig in there. And from there, once we understand the very kernel of why I feel it's important to do this, is um, is where their real values and their real mission come in. Um, and so a lot of times that mission statement or that even just that set of values is something that was an exercise usually by the marketing department um, or some marketing or brand expert um, or consultant that came in to help them do that. But we really get down to the psyche of that entrepreneur, that founder, because that is the kernel of what will make you ultimately different and will make you sexy. So even if it's a whatever, pest control business, there's some reason why that founder has this pest control business and wants it to be a business rather than just going to work, you know, for somebody else to kill a bug. Right. So that, right. And so right. that's what, that's where we start. So we start by really digging in with the founder. The next thing that we do then once we've really understood that and we've started to articulate what motivates that person, then we look at those values and we start to flesh out those values in terms of behaviors then that we see not only in the founder and in, 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 in embodying those values, but then those same behaviors that we want to see in our people. And once we can define our brand and our values and our mission in terms of the way that people show up and the way they behave, then we all know if we're doing it, if we're doing it well, if we're doing it right, our customers then know, our people, you know, our employees know, um, you can reinforce for that, you can hire for that, you can now know what it means to be adaptable, if that's one of our values, right? It, and being adaptable could be different in one company than it is in another. So that's why we go through this exercise to really understand it in terms of behavior. So those are kind of the first, the first couple of steps that we always take to understand, to understand that. And then, like I said, those behaviors and those values are what we start to then really emphasize when we are hiring or when we're presenting kind of our company or our client company to the outside world. So 
for example, we have a pest control company that's one of our clients. And it turns out that they are really great at killing stuff. I mean, they have all the right chemicals and all the right certifications and they're very effective. They have a very great process for doing that. However, that's not what differentiates them from all of the other pest control companies out there. What what makes them really different is they have a very unique way that they work with their customers. And they are extremely compassionate, extremely empathetic, all the way down from the customer service people and you know, scheduling the call to the technician that's out servicing the call. There's this level of empathy where they understand that somebody ha- ha- called us because they have a problem that is stressing them out. They have a problem that where their house is at risk, if it could be termites, their their health is at risk, they're, you know, they've got bed bugs, you know, you name it. They understand from that very first call that the other person on that line is in distress and we need to help them. We are here to help them. And in our case, we're really good at killing bugs. So that's how we're going to help these people. So that's a, that is then what we use to differentiate them. So it attracts a whole different level of, of employee. It attracts all different kinds of customers. Customers are like, this is amazing. I've never called a pest, you know, I've never called a company like this to treat, you know, to do this um, and and that will treat me like this. So it's a it's a huge differentiator for them. And it just happens to be something that we discovered when we went back to the at the very beginning to understand, okay, what is it? Why are you guys so passionate about this? This it's not because you're you like to see you know, bugs die. Right, right. <laughs> right. It's, there's some other reason why you are, you are in this business and it's because you genuinely want to help people. So that's an example of how we start building out that culture that then differentiates them from, from everybody, every other pest control company. So they don't have any problems hiring people. They, they can hire, they can hire as many people as they want. They're growing like crazy. Um, We're going, we're going into new markets now. They're acquiring new businesses. So it's a, I mean, it's the thing it is. And it all started all the way back there with your underlying motivation for why you get up every day to do this thing that you do. Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. That's incredible. Yeah. I think you've just touched on stuff. That's so much knowledge that we just got guys from Kim. Oh my God. So we got to unpack this a little bit, but oh my God, that was incredible. And, you know, I've talked about culture on some of my solo episodes a lot, Kim, and I've had a lot of women on this podcast and we've talked about culture, but I think you have probably broken it down the best in how to implement and I'm going to tell a story I've told before. So if you guys have listened to this episode before, sorry, but I think it's important that I get your perspective on this because it's going to piggyback really well off of what you said. So I was working for a company, um, just a a hair before I went out on my own. It was one of the last companies. I think it was like one or two away when, before I was like, okay, I'm completely out on my own, right? Flying solo. And I remember it wasn't a bad company. They were, they were doing well. had a great experience there. No big deal. Um, And the owner, it was a fairly small company, right? And I remember looking at him one day going, what, what is our mission? What is our vision? Like, what are our values here? You know, like, again, not a bad company. You know, there were, there were good morals there. Right. But like, I really didn't understand, like, I knew what I was doing, 
on this, I was in sales in that company, but like, I didn't know like what the heart of it all was. Like, what was our why? What was the mission? What was the vision? What was, you know, I worked in corporate America long enough at that point. I was in my thirties at this point. I'm like, and I'll never forget him looking at me because we were at like a corporate like dinner get together. It was a bunch of us around. I'm like having a cocktail with him and sweetest guy ever. And he's like, we're helping people and making money. And I'm like, no, that's not a mission, a vision. And then he looks at me like, I think we're another drinking or so, right? And he's like, well, how about you come up with the mission and the vision? And the, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, right. I am not the founder. I am not the heartbeat. I am an extension of this company, right? And yes. that's when I knew Kim. I was like, this ain't gonna work, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, exactly. no. And you know what happened, Kim? He sold his company during the pandemic. Yep. He sold his company during the pandemic. Yep. So everything yeah. that you're saying is like, I'm like, guys, she is like, boom, 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 hitting the <laughs> nail on the head because yeah. there's a reason behind it. And you know what? He did really well. His company did well yeah. because he was filling a need. There was a need in what he was doing yeah. and it was pretty niche. And when he was working for another company that did what he did, um, he was very successful at it. The problem right. with him as the founder is he needed a someone like you, Kim. And I was kind of being a mini you at the time. And I didn't yeah, even realize yeah. it. Kind of, right, yeah. Yeah, but like, and I did actually make him a, a mission, a vision and, and all of that, but they were my values. They were, right. it was never going to work for him because right. this was his, and he loved it. He was like, oh, this is fabulous. And he adopted it kind of, but that still wasn't him. It has it's to be authentic. him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so as I'm sitting here listening to this, like, oh my God, but I use that example when I did my okay. episodes about, you know, mission, vision and values. And I think it's really important. And I say this all the time too, Kim, on this podcast, and I want your opinion about this as well, because this is my opinion, right? So I always want, you know, <laughs> my guest's opinion too. Yeah. I think we have leadership backwards. This is something I have been preaching so much. And I talk about so much and I have an ebook coming out about this. I think we have leadership backwards. And the reason is because we have people like this lovely gentleman, and I'm sure a lot of your clients, like you're describing that have these businesses and they're not doing terrible, but they can be doing so much better, but they don't know their values. They don't know their mission. They don't know their vision and they don't know their why. And if you really look within yourself prior to doing anything and you understand that first, you're going to kill it as a leader. Like, you know, I think we wait until we're in a leadership role or we're, we're like, I'm going to start a company. And then like we start the company and then we, then we start thinking about those things, which is what you're helping them do. Yeah. And that's why I think, in my opinion, we have leadership backwards and I learned the hard way, but I'd love yeah. to hear your take on that. No, I completely agree. I think that that I, and I see, I certainly saw that in my own career. You know, I mean, in many ways, I kind of stumbled into my career. Yeah. It, was, I, it wasn't an intentional, really. Um, I loved what I did. And so I, and I was good at it. And so I just kept getting promoted. And the next thing I know, I had this fabulous career, right? But I realized this is not, I want to use my talents. This is not my why. I'm going to tell you a story about why I left my company and started my own consulting practice. So 
I, and we have not talked about this yet. So, yes, yes. But so, what? So, my role, I was with limited brands and I was in retail and I had had a fabulous career there. I was in an executive role. Uh, I started out in the field and worked my way all up into executive level roles in the company. And um, the uh, one of my responsibilities was to, um, go to the floor set stores. Um, and you, it, it, those of you in retail know what that is. There, there's a, every, you know, six weeks or so you go to a store, you re-merchandise the whole store, all the buyers show up, all the, all the planning people, all the, you know, finance people, everybody, all these executives show up, they descend in this one store and it becomes this really kind of contentious environment where all the buyers are kind of vying for real estate in the store and where we're all going to, you know, put the sweaters and where the jeans are going. And in this particular time, this particular situation, it was my role. I was in uh, director, our director of operations, store operations. And so it was my role to be able to be kind of the voice of reason, what could really be. I understand that the jean buyer wants a wall of jeans, but we don't have enough shelves in the store to execute that. And so how are we going to get the stores and what are we going to do if, or the shelves and what are we going to do if we don't get the shelves in that particular store. So anyhow, so there's just this, all of this drama going on. And meanwhile, the phone is ringing and the co-manager kept coming over and trying to interrupt this group of executives and say, look, there's a phone call. I got to, you know, somebody's, you know, and the executives would say, just take a message. We're, this is super important. We need to get this figured out before the store opens. And so about the third or fourth time that the phone rang, The co-manager came over to me and she said, I'm sorry, I know you guys are working on something that's really critically important, but our store manager in New York needs to know if she should close her store. And I said, why would we close the store? She said, because a plane just hit the trade center, the world trade center. I just got chills. Oh my gosh. Mm. And that, and you know, at that moment, as it was for all of us, you, it's like, the wor- I mean, the world, suddenly your perspective on everything changes in an instant. And so that was the day that I decided this is not what I'm meant to do. This is not what I'm here for. This is not, I mean, I was very successful. I got paid a lot of money. I got promotions and awards on my wall and all of that. Yeah. But that was the day that I realized if I never have to have this crazy argument about jeans and shelves in the stores and all that again, I will be just fine. Right. <laughs> and so I, you know, so I left my, I left my job. I, I mean, I stayed through the quarter and finished out my, my, you know, my goals and delivered on everything that I said I would do because that's just who I am. But I left and that was the decision for me to leave my career and really go do the thing that I want to do, which is to take all of my talent and work with other organizations, nonprofit organizations, for-profit organizations to help them find their why, right? To help them understand what, what, what is really important for you and are you doing, are you doing it? And so that's what I do. That's what Civilist Consulting does now. Have you thought about starting a podcast, but the only thing that's holding you back is finding that perfect co-host to launch that podcast with? We understand that challenge here at findacohost.com. And that's exactly why we launched our white glove service to help you find your perfect match at findacohost.com. 
www.thepodcastmarketingmyself.com. Right now, we are in our beta mode and we're helping podcasters or future podcasters just like you find your perfect match. Visit us at findacohost.com and use our complimentary code VIP100 to test out our service right now and find your perfect match and start podcasting today. I literally got chills. So I always ask on the show, you know, when was the moment that you really stepped into your leadership? You know, what was the moment that you really became the leader of your life? And I think you already answered it, Kim. So that's your yeah. answer. I think, <laughs> I think you did. Right? I'm like, yeah, I think yeah. that was probably your moment, but yeah. you know what? And, and, you know, I have a lot of people on the show, a lot of incredible women on the show and everyone has a different story. Yeah. Um, you know, and it can be something as simple as, you know, just walking out in, in the fresh air one day and just going, Oh my God, I know what I want to do. Right. It can be, it can be a moment like that, right. but this, right. this story gives me chills because yeah. I remember, we all remember where we are in those yeah. really big moments, but yeah. Yeah. It really puts things into perspective for you when these yeah. moments happen in life and yeah. this phone is ringing and this poor yeah. woman is just like, I know. um, we're going through a, a huge major, you know, life changing right. thing for the world and people are, you know, passing away. Like, what do I do? And there's right. people running around you worried about jeans and you're like, I can't do this. Like, right. no, like, I understand that. Wow. I literally got chills listening to that story. That's I know. Incredible. And it was, and it was just, you know, again, I, and I know that, you know, that change that was life-changing for all of us really, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody has their story about that, but that was the day. I mean, it just put, it just put everything in perspective. I thought, I, you know, I thought, I thought about all of those people who went to work that morning who, you know, and I thought could have been me, you yeah. know? So it was just a very, profound moment. In many ways, I knew it for, I had known it for years. I had known, you know, leading up to that, I had known that I had a different role to play in the world than that. I had spent a lot of time on my vacations going to Southern Africa and I have a passion for wildlife and had met a lot of people in those Southern African countries doing really great work, literally saving lives, saving cheetahs, saving, you know, saving vultures. I mean, you name it, right? So, so I met a lot of really interesting people doing things that they were very passionate about. And then I would come, I'd go on those trips and then I'd come back, you know, and we'd talk more about the jeans and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, right. And so, so for a while kind of leading up to that, I did know that there was something different for me. I just didn't know what it was. And it's scary. It's scary to just say, especially when everybody's telling you you're amazing you're great. Here's another award. Here's another raise. You're going to, you're going to be big. You know, I mean, everybody around you is telling you that you need to keep doing this, but in your heart, I just knew, I knew in my heart that there was something else that was bigger or more, more important, maybe at least to me, it's not that cheetahs are more important than jeans, but for me, there was something that I felt I could do that would have impact. And in the end, I think that's what we all want. We all want to feel like what we did 
had impact. It had a positive impact on others, on the world. And so that was when I realized I needed to, I needed to use my gifts in a different, just in a different way. Yeah, no, I understand. And that's, I mean, I'm still sitting here like, whoo, I mean, that was, that was a moment. I mean, that was definitely a moment. And I I just, again, thank you for sharing that story with us because what a moment to step into your leadership, like, wow. And just be like, and really for yourself and owning that. And, you know, and I think I can definitely relate. I'm sure my listeners can relate to like feeling that, or maybe some of you guys are going through this right now, just feeling like "Mm, this isn't fulfilling right now. Like I need to step into my leadership. Like, what does that mean for me? And I like, trust me, I had my moment. I've shared it before. Kim had her moment. You will have that moment. You will have that moment where you're just like, it clicks, you know, and it it is scary. And you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to make this leap. Cause there's, you know, like you've mentioned it already, like there's that consistent paycheck or accolades people are giving you. Like when I, you know, Kim and I have this in common, the retail background, which is so wild. I didn't know that before we got on this call, which is so cool. But you know, when I was rising through the ranks so young as well, I mean, we have this in common, you know, just working up through the stores and then going to corporate at such a young age. And people are like, you're going to kill it you're going to be running the company one day. You're telling you all this stuff, right? And you're like, and it's, they're not, you know, BSing you. I mean, it's true, you know, because you are killing it, you know? And I remember, you know, having moments too. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if I want that though, because I would look at some of the people and I respected these leaders, but I'm like, I'm not, I don't know if that's what I want though. Like, I feel like there's something else. Like, and I also knew that I wanted more of an entrepreneurial. There was that entrepreneurial bug biting me as well. Like that not, I connect with you on the nonprofit thing. Right. And then also like wanting to give back and like all these things. And I've kind of made a culmination of that into my life by doing the podcasting, by, you know, working with nonprofits, by having my own business. So I kind of created my own destiny I didn't do it overnight though, guys. Like, and I'm still creating things, right? It's like, it's a work in progress. And so I think it's really fascinating to hear your story and and hear your moment. So you were traveling over to Africa. We talked about that just a little bit, but then you decided to start, you know, this company and, and do the consulting and all of that. And so do you feel like, what advice would you give to my listeners now? Because if they are in corporate America still and they're looking to be fulfilled or if they're looking to go out on their own, like what advice would you give them, you know, as they have their moment or they're looking for that moment, what advice would you kind of give them? Yeah. Cause you know, it can be hard as you're kind of, you know, you're starting to have that feeling, but you don't really know, you know, what to do next? Because for you, it still took a little time before you left and then went out yeah. on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think first of all, give yourself, right. Give yourself, be be kind to yourself about that because it is, it is a really scary thing, especially for women, because you, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a very vulnerable place for you to be and it's, it's just scary. So first of all, acknowledge that, know that it's normal, know that that, you know, that that just means that there's something out there that is calling you and don't be afraid afraid to go toward it that, you know, eventually it's, you know, you'll figure out how to get there. So first of all, that's the first piece of advice I would give you is just be kind to yourself and don't, don't, you know, don't feel bad about that. You're 
uh, resistant or that you're reticent to, to make that change. It's a huge change. And like I said, it took me years to make that decision. I had known leading up to it, I probably tried to leave three or four times. And every time I would go to give them my resignation, they would suck me back in and say, you can't go. Here's a promotion. Here's some more money. Stay. And that was a, I mean, that that's very comforting and very alluring. And so it's very scary to kind of leap into the unknown. The other thing that I would say to your audience, especially because your audience is women, is that you are much stronger than you think and and believe and you have you trust your gut. I think women's intuition is a thing. And I think that we second guess ourselves way too much. We suffer from imposter syndrome way too much. We are right. We just, we beat ourselves up way too much. And so, so I think that's the other thing is to just, you know, is to realize that you really are stronger than, than, you know, and the more adversity you face, the stronger that you'll get, because you will, you will figure it out. You'll figure out how to come out on the other end still alive, still better, still making it happen. You will, you will. And that only just makes you even more and more and more resilient. So don't be afraid to be afraid. It's a natural, normal thing. And it is what will ultimately drive you toward the thing that you're meant to be. I love that. Yeah. I think as women, we're, uh, we're afraid to em- embrace fear. <laughs> like we really are yes, like, right. Yeah. Yes. Because it's we like overthink we it. Yeah. We're like, we're yeah. overthinking it. But the crazy part about it is, is like, like with men, they just kind of like, go, like just jump in, you know, it's like, if you think about, right. you know, like when we're young guys are like jumping off the rooftop into the pool, right. you know, stuff like that. Like, right. you know, right. but with girls, like, it's not always the case. You know, I was a tomboy, so I did some kind of crazy stuff when I was young, <laughs> but you know, that's neither here nor there, but you know, as, but with women, it's like, we know in our gut we have women's intuition. We have, we, it's right there. We've got it. We've got it here. Yeah. We've got it here. But it's that split second. I kind of call it, I don't know. Tell me what you think about this, Kim, but it's like, we've got like, you just know in your gut, but I think it's that like split second between the gut and like the mind where if we don't just go for it or like push ourselves with that gut, cause we do have women's intuition. I believe in that too, where we go, I don't know. We overthink it a little bit. I swear that's a thing with us. I could agree. Could not agree more. That's and And that, that, fight, right? That we have, that's what, that's, that's, we have to recognize that that's what's going on, kind of acknowledge it, say, okay, thank you. Thank you brain for, <laughs> for trying to keep me safe. Because I love that. Like, <laughs> right. That's what's happening. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is that it's your brain saying, Oh no, don't jump off that roof. You're, you know, you're going to get hurt. Right. But we have to understand that it's that that's what's going on. And it's, that's also normal and natural, right? It's our brain trying to keep us safe to help us avoid all danger, but we have to trust that, 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 that intuition that we have in our gut is every bit as strong. It just knows it's, it just knows what is right for you. And when you kind of set, you know, set the brain aside, right? Set the intellect aside and just embrace what your gut is telling you. That is what, that's what can give you maybe just that little extra oomph to be able to, you know, to go toward it. But I couldn't agree more. That's exactly what happens. And we do, we just overthink it. And it's, and it's because we are 
vulnerable. We are, we, you know, I, Hey, I have literally, I'm not joking. I have been charged by elephants. I've been stalked by a leopard. I, I mean, I, I have been chased by a hippo in the Okavango Delta. So I know, I mean, I mean, truly I, and I'm not a thrill seeker. I'm not right. But I have a passion for that type of thing in the world. And when you're, you know, when you're doing the thing that gives you, you know, that gives you great joy. Yeah. It's dangerous, but that's, you know, that's where I'm most alive. I am right. So yes, it's scary. Yes. We are, we are a weak species, (laughs) but we have this, we have this gut that is, that is, um, as every bit as, intelligent as our brains are in, in helping us know what the right path is. Yeah. Oh, I think that's beautifully said, Kim. And no, Kim's not recommending you go into the story and get charged guys. No, I just had to be a little funny there. I was like, no, do not do this at home. (laughs) No, we're not recommending that. Now, if you want to do that, like go for it. Like if that's your thing, don't hold yourself back is the, you know, the message. But yeah, I I always kind of like to talk about that. I hadn't, hadn't really brought that up to anyone you know, in a while, but I really do feel that way. And we were kind of just going there. Like, you know, we've got the answer. It's just that little moment where we just kind of overthink it and it's, you know, challenging. So, you know, I just, I think as women, like just go with your gut and, you know, it's never failed me, Kim. It's never failed me. You know, what's failed me is when I let my mind overthink it. And I'm like, Oh my God, why did I do that? I, I just knew, I can't tell you how many times I've told my husband, I'm like, I knew this in my gut. It was not right. in my head. It was in my gut. And he, he's freaked out by my gut so many times. So he just, he's like, he defers to me. He's like, what, what do you yeah. feel about this? What do you yeah. feel about this? <laughs> so men yeah. Just yeah. typically generalizing men just don't have that. Not yeah. like women do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. they'll just kind of, kind of go for it. It's a different thing. And they have a diff- different skill set with things and that's totally cool, but we need right. to use what we are strong at. And I think that's really great and awesome. So, mm-hmm. okay, Kim. So I want to go back back into your business. Um, I just, I love that we have so much in common. This is so cool. I know. As I, I shared know. with Kim too, guys, as you guys know, my dad lives in Africa. So this is just so crazy. How many things we have in common. <laughs> it's so awesome. So just a little more about your business and then we'll talk about where people can find you. So tell people, we talked about it a little bit, but tell my audience who you like to work with. We talked about this already just a little bit, but yeah. the not so sexy businesses that we want to make sexy. We talked about that. Building yeah. the culture. Um, anything else you kind of want to add to that? If somebody wants to reach out to you, work with you, um, and you said anywhere in the country, right? You're not yes. like you know anywhere. And where yeah. are where are you, Kim? Where We're are you? Based, yeah, well, I'm based in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, our clients and our people, our consultants, we are all over. Um, our our all over. So we're not geographically constrained. Um, and really the kinds of businesses that we're, that, that we're really best at, at working with are businesses that are going through some kind of significant transformation. If they are growing very quickly, they have an intentional, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, mission or, or goal to expand or, uh, grow, or they're going through succession, perhaps, um, any kind of business that's going through a really big transition. We're very good at help helping to make that transition very efficient and 
you know, and, um, and successful. So any business that's going through a big transition or any business at this point right now, anyone that's one of those not sexy businesses, that's really having a hard time attracting talent is another place for, that's a perfect, um, fit for us because we can really help you find that unique differentiator so that you can attract the right people to your business. And once, once you have defined that again, in turn, you know, once you're a pest control company, that's really about caring and compassion now, suddenly, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody wants to go work. It's like, oh, I'm a caring and compassionate person. So you just happen to do pest control. Great. Okay. But it's about that. Right. So we're very good at helping those businesses attract people and attract the right kinds of people. Once we, you know, once we get that all figured out for them, as far as the, as far as the, the values in the culture. Yeah. And I love the example that you're using because it's like, you know, if I can make that attractive, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that business because that is a business. Like as you I was resonating with that too, because I invest in properties. And so like, you know, I'm like, it's very transactional, like the pest companies that I've had to use. And so I'm like, Oh my God, I would love to use a company that was like very empathetic and warm and like, you know, so I'm like thinking about that as a customer. So, you know, that resonated with me. So amazing. And culture, I just, you know, again, is like, we could have a whole other episode on that because it's just so important. And what you're talking about too, as these companies, if growth is something that's happening for them or scaling so quickly, it can really get lost in in the whole process. So that's why what you do is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It, it, it almost always will. If you don't have yeah. an intention to keep, to keep it at the forefront, no doubt it's going, it will easily, yeah. you make a couple bad hires or you get a bad leader in there or whatever. Um, it, it will absolutely disappear overnight. And that's what, yeah. So it, it has to really maintain that focus during that during yeah. those changes. In my opinion, yeah, that's what I've seen because you're just so like, you're trying to just keep everything afloat and grow quickly. And so, yeah, this is incredible yeah. what you do. Um, yeah. So Kim, tell everybody where they can find you, your website, all that good stuff. We'll put yeah. it in the show notes, of course, but tell everybody yeah. where they can find you. Yeah. Definitely. So, all right. So my website is civilisconsulting.com, C-I-V-I-L-I-S consulting.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, just search for Kim Troy on LinkedIn and I'm easy to find. I'll come right up. And uh, we have a a company Facebook page, which is just Civilis Consulting on Facebook. And we have, of course, our LinkedIn company page. Perfect. All right. And we'll include it, of course. And thank you so much, Kim. This has been so much fun chatting with you. Thanks for being on My Opinion. I know. Thank you. Awesome. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.